Well, hello again, and welcome to airchecks.com, where classic radio lives. This is Steve West, your webmaster. This was uh, sent in to us by Jay. I don't have a last name on Jay, and I'm not sure where he is from. I would assume probably Canada. This is C-H-U-M, Chum FM, as they called it, and the name of the air check is Sunday Funnies. This was from 1986, so thanks a lot, Jay, for uh, filling in the form at the uh, bottom of the air check. Chum FM Sunday Funnies from 1986 on air check. Radio's greatest hits of today and yesterday. It's all right here on airchecks.com. Will the defendant please rise? Mr. Capone... I have decided to show leniency and not sentence you to death. However, I hereby sentence you to a dose of syphilis. Okay, now you guys, we ain't had a serious talk since the beginning of the season, but I think it's... All right, look, I think it's time we had one now. Well, shut up, I got something to say. Okay, now some of this may sound stupid to some of you guys, but I want you to hear me out. Now look, you know, different people think about life in different ways. Lawyers think life is a big courtroom, doctors probably think life is like a big operation, Bus drivers think life is uh, a big bus, I guess. Who knows what the hell those guys think. You're right, Coach. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I always thought of life as a big football game. So what's the point, Coach? Yeah. The point is this, Schnabel. There are winners and losers in the game. Oh, I didn't know that. God damn it, I asked you to listen, and by God, you're going to listen to what I got to say. Now, that's right. Winners and losers. There's some guys who don't even get to finish the game. Maybe the coach takes them out, or maybe they're injured. They don't even stay in the game long enough to feel like they won or lost. Now, come on, what you talking about, coach? I'm talking about this, Stretch. There's a big coach somewhere in the universe, and he's about to cut the team. Huh? What? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Huh. I mean, Stefanski, you got Leukoplakia. It's a rare form of lung cancer. The doc says you might not last this season. Oh, oh great, Steph. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry, really. Oh, really, really. Oh, I suppose that one of us ought to say something, Coach, and as defensive captain... Wait, that's not stop. all. Luciano has Huntington's chorea. What? They're taking you to the hospital at halftime, Lucky. Oh, oh no. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Coach, listen, I'd like Hold to Hold it, there's more. More, Schaefer huh? and Collins, you two have sickle cell anemia, highly advanced. What? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to die. I want those cells. I want to play ball. Townsend, Carlson, and McNulty, spinal meningitis. Harrison, Hawkins, and Sanchez, nephrosis. Booker, Perez, Cavello, Pickett, and Friedman, you got encephalitis. Murray, Olivier, Ryan, Oferde, muscular dystrophy. 
then we'd get into sports. Stay in there, my coach would say. Stay in there on that football field. When that man comes at you, don't run away from him. Hit him. Uh, can I talk to you for a sec? What's the matter with you, Cosby? See, I happen to be a rational person, I think. I don't like pain. See, if I cross the street and the car is coming and it runs over me, then I don't cross when that car or any other thing looking like that is coming that way again. I wait till he passes. That is what life is all about. If you eat some shrimp and you later your face blows up, you don't eat those shrimp again. You learn that in life. But football asks you that if you get run over by 11 men, get up and let them do that again. Or else take a lap. Well, I ran more laps than anybody in football, man, because I didn't want to get hurt. And the guy said, well, you're a chicken. No, I make a lot of sense. See, coaches don't have to play anymore. They have a piece of chalk, see? And they go up and they draw circles and X's. And they say, now look, here, here it is. It's very simple. All you do is you block this man this way, and you block this guy that way, and you block this man this way, and you block over here, and you just cut on up and go for the TD. With a piece of chalk, this man is blocking all kinds of people. But I got news for him. Out on the field, the man I'm supposed to knock down weighs 247 pounds. And is 6'8", I weigh 170. I'm 5'11". This man is having fun with me. He has ripped my uniform off eight times and sent me back to the huddle, my own huddle, stark naked, of which I drew a 15-yard fine. Now, our relationship has gotten so that now when I come out of the huddle, he doesn't hurt me anymore because I tell him who's going to get the ball. The game of football gets better and better, you know, incredible, vicarious crashing of men, but the halftime show really stinks. They start psyching you up for the halftime about a half hour before halftime on television so you won't switch to the other league, you know. <laughs> what do we have for them, Bill, at halftime? McPhillips High School marching band, Ralph. They're state champs, as you remember, and then... <laughs> and they work so hard, the kids, but really, what happens at halftime? Come on, Frank, let's get a couple of hot dogs, come on! <laughs> there are very few people that really care. How many of you going to say, not me, I'm not missing this halftime show. <laughs> Like Phillips High School marching band, their state chants. <laughs> they always pay tribute to something, a salute to, you know. And now, the McPhillips High School marching band, <laughs> under the direction of Jay Carlton Blander, <laughs> will pay its tribute <laughs> to mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. <laughs> start doing a scatter step, form a gigantic mayonnaise jar in the field. <laughs> And one kid mispracticed, doesn't know where to go with a trombone. He's running around like a chicken without a head in the stands. It looks like a fly in the mayonnaise jar. And they're announcing it's a fly in the mayonnaise jar, Bill. It's very clever. First thing you do is unscrew the top off the cap of the jar. No. 
the Bible will show the history of mayonnaise eh? <laughs> through the years. Yeah, yeah. Third, there's turkey salad. <laughs> Always an appropriate tune. They form a turkey on the 20-yard line. The turkey lays an egg that walks to the 50. <laughs> the egg bows to the veterans, walks back. Joins the turkey at the 30 in perfect sequence. <clears throat> and now a gigantic bottle of ketchup beats the mayonnaise at the 50-yard line, forms Russian dressing. <laughs> From our Russian friends and... That's the scatter step when they have to go anywhere. They're doing hip tunes now. They're doing stuff like... Uh, going out of my head over you. You know, and they do it. It still sounds corny, big band, you know. dun 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 they form a gigantic head and they go out of it too. <laughs> the first time ever televised, we ever had a game that was televised, we played against a school called Hofstra. The athletic director came into the locker room and he says, now listen fellas, he says, you guys are on television, he says, and this is the first time for you. He said, I am not really concerned with winning as I am with the fact that you guys are on television and there are certain areas of your body that you shouldn't touch because it's embarrassing to the people watching TV. So the guy says, yeah, okay, we know what you're talking about. So he made a sign, an affidavit, promising that we would not touch certain areas of our body, you know. So we ran out on the field. I don't know why it happened to me. First time I carried a ball, I went up to this hole and I saw the guy on the ground, he was a defensive man, he was down, and I started to step over him, and just as I raised the left leg, he came up and really hit me. Marco! You know, in the worst place. And I said, oh! And I started to grab you. You'd better not touch any areas of your body. So I grabbed my head. And I went into the huddle guy, I said, what's wrong? I said, And to make it look good, they bandaged up my head. I'd like to do something called baseball and football because these two activities are so much a part of us and yet they're so different. Baseball is pastoral, 19th century. Football is technological, 20th century. Baseball is played on a diamond in a park. The baseball park. Football is played on a gridiron in a stadium. War Memorial Stadium. <laughs> in baseball, you wear a cap. In football, you wear a helmet. <laughs> baseball has a seventh inning stretch. Football has a two-minute warning. <laughs> baseball has no time limit. We don't know when it's going to end. We might have extra innings. Football is rigidly timed, and it will end even if we have to go to sudden death. <laughs> Football is based on downs. What down is it? Baseball is based on ups. Who's up? Are you up? I'm not up. <laughs> In football, you get a penalty. In baseball, you make an error. Whoops. In baseball, in the stands, 
There's kind of a picnic feeling, you know? Emotions may run high, but there's not that much unpleasantness. In football in the stands, you can be sure that at least 27 times during the game, you were capable of taking the life of a fellow human being. <laughs> Preferably a stranger. And to sum this up, the object of the game is quite different. The object of the game in football is for the quarterback, otherwise known as the field general, to be on target with his aerial assault, riddling the defense by hitting his receivers with deadly accuracy in spite of the blitz, even if he has to use the shotgun. <laughs> with short bullet passes and long bombs, he marches his troops into enemy territory, balancing this aerial assault with a sustained ground attack which punches holes in the forward wall of the enemy's defensive line. In baseball, the object is to go home. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm going home. One of George's most inventive bits, that's baseball football from George Carlin. We also heard from Bill Cosby, Robert Klein, and the National Lampoon. Still to come, Stephen Wright, Rowan Atkinson, and Peter Cook. But next, more football fun on the funnies from Chum FM. No matter how long he had resided in this place, Stephen mused as he strolled to a friend's Christmas gathering. He would never be able to reconcile the notion of Christmas without snow. They were linked in his memory. Then, as he neared his destination with his brightly wrapped gift of Heineken in hand, a lone snowflake suddenly drifted down overhead. Without moving, he caught it on his tongue and smiled. Heineken, as favored as the people who drink it. The Geffen Company invites you to a special sneak preview of a Frank Oz film. Little Shop of Horror. Where did you get such a weird flame? Starring Rick Moranis. Marry me, Audrey. Helen Green. Oh, I can't tonight. I got a date. Vincent Gardini. He's not a good, clean kind of boy. He's a professional. With a special appearance by... What kind of a professional drives a motorcycle and wears a black leather jacket? Steve Martin. You'll be a dancer. You have a some outrageously funny guests <laughs> and a plant so wicked feed me trouble feed me now you'll never trust a florist again you talked you open your trap lyrics by howard ashman music by alan mingan produced by david geffen screenplay by howard ashman directed by frank off little shop of horror special sneak preview saturday december 6th check newspapers for theater good times and great music you're listening to Steve West. Classic Top 40. Airchecks.com. Chum FM 1986. And now, part two of the Sunday Funnies. Let it run it through the crossbars and 
This is where we had the greatest quarterback in the world. Our quarterback, he had to control 23 men on a side, and he was really great at it. You women don't know anything about it. You played with dolls and stuff like that. But here's a guy with an ingenious mind. He'd call a football play like this. He'd always get down on one knee and draw things. You know, he'd take a Coke bottle top. Now, uh, Shorty, this is you. This is a Coke bottle. I don't want to be in the Coke bottle top. Okay, uh, what do you want to be? Yeah, I want to be the piece of glass. Okay. <laughs> Now listen to this now. Uh, Arnie, go down uh, 10 steps and cut left behind the black Chevy. <laughs> Filbert, you run down to my house and wait in the living room. Cosby, you go down to 3rd Street, catch the J bus. <laughs> Have him open the doors at 19th Street. I'll fake it to you. George, I'm one fat kid. They never thought, what about me? You go long. <laughs> Get a lot of good plays going like that. I'll throw it over the water tower. You catch it. It bounces out. This is your roving reporter speaking to you from the locker room of the Denver Gladiators. Standing before me is one of the greatest fullbacks of all time. He's six foot six and weighs 320 pounds. He's the toughest roughest, most feared lineman in American football. His name, Crazy Leg Spangler. 
How's it going this year, Crazy Legs? Well, it's going just extra well. Um, thank you very much, sir. Just extra well. Well, why do they... Why do they call you Crazy Legs, Crazy oh, very Legs? very simple. Very simple, silly. I've got crazy legs. Aren't they pretty? Well, they're... Very attractive, crazy well, thank legs. Thank you again. Now let's talk about your prowess on the gridiron. Very well. It's always been <laughs> amazing to me how he can push through that line, avoid all those tacklers, and speed across the field for touchdown after touchdown without ever being touched. Well, yes, it is amazing. No question there. <laughs> Especially considered that I so much more enjoy being tackled. <laughs> Crazy Legs, it's often been said that you sleep, live, and breathe nothing but football. I'll go with that, yeah. <laughs> and I can see that it's true. Even now in the locker room, here you stand with a football under your arm. No, that's my purse. <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't Want notice the zipper there. <laughs> in closing, Crazy Legs, I don't like to cast any aspirations, but... Uh, That's aspersions. Uh, oh, aspersions, yes. yes. But uh, how do you get along with your teammates? I mean, you'll have to admit you're a little, uh, well, different. Well, I get along just fine. I mean, we're a jolly bunch together here, you know. There's, uh, well, there's, uh, there's Tiger Nagurski over there, our 350-pound lineman. And hi, Tiger. Hi, Creasy Boo. See you at Din Din. <laughs> there's your answer right there. Yes, it certainly is an answer. <laughs> I mean, it's just well, thanks for talking with us today, Crazy Legs. Oh, you're entirely welcome, I'm sure. Bye bye. This is a little scene, you know, a football bit, which is kind of, I figure, kind of timeless. Um, so, it, you know, a guy comes on, he says, Good afternoon, sport fans. This is Rick Randall. It suddenly is a beautiful day here. I've never seen a day like it. Have you, Eddie? Eddie. Get off of it, Eddie. Eddie's my engineer, friends. I hope so. A little hard on it, Eddie. Look alive now. These are... All right. Anyway, it is a beautiful day. Oh, there's a little cloud over there, perhaps. A couple of clouds over to the far west. In fact, snow is starting in. It's not the day we expected at all, but it's homecoming day. And, uh, I think we're going to see one of the best games of the year. Uh, they're forming their letters down there now. give you some idea of about a hundred thousand people here today and uh, some of them are certainly going pretty good there one guy fell out of the stands hard to hear that and there's the kickoff and down to the four picks it up on the 20 and fumble oh, that's too bad it's halftime already one of the fastest games I've ever seen anyway, I suppose the show's not sponsored and now we take you down to the president of the school who I'm a little old and in the 
going to go through across the sea of Wonderful, and now, 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 now it's time to crown our homecoming queen, Grinelda Thurmer. Did you give me the crown? Give me the gym, hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, we're on the air, old man. Hey, one of the tallest girls in the universe. Did you say something there to the thousands of the faculty and no one, one? Hi there. Very masculine woman. She's in fifth ed. Now, dear, get into the Cadillac and just go around once. All right, with the flowers. Get into the car. Somebody throw her down. Thank you, Coach Davis, for setting up that human wall of flesh. I, I played uh, football at uh, Temple University. And uh, I was the uh, first, uh, second, third string fullback. Because the fact that they knocked out all the other fullbacks and everything. But uh, coaches have different methods of getting a team up. When I say getting a team up, I mean to make the players angry enough so they go out and really want to smash together. And uh, one method that a coach used was that this guy would put a record on in the locker room, see, and the guy would play the record, and the music would go, pan, pan, da, pan, da, 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 you know, the guys would, the glands would secrete in the air, and get strong and rip off the locker, rip and turn and running around. And our coach went out and he bought the wrong record, he bought Exodus. And uh, we went out and, and everybody went home. But uh, the real method, though, is that a coach will talk to a team. This is called getting them up. And uh, our coach talked to us. Uh, I'll never forget this game. He said, fellas, he said, you know, we're out here to win, and we really want to win because we want to win. You guys want to win? Yeah, coach. He said, all right, then start acting like it. Let me hear you say kill, kill. Let me hear you say fight, fight. Let me hear you say you want to win. We want to win. Are you guys ready? Yeah, coach, we're ready. We're running around, tearing up the lockers, ripping up paper, busting the bridges. We're ready. Guys. Okay, are you guys ready? Say fight, fight. Are we ready? It's okay. Go out there and get them. And the door was locked. <laughs> the cause wraps up our football feature with the pep talk. We also listen to Jonathan Winters, Don Adams, and Martin Mall. In a moment, it's Stephen Wright when the funnies continues on Chum FM. Parlin Brothers. Let Parlin Brothers electrify you with their charismatic debut album, Electric Honey, featuring the scintillating soul Liquefied Rock and Roll, Electric Honey, a unique blend of character, their character, and rock with soul. Love, that's what you remind me of. Hardly Electric Honey, taste it for yourself. LP and Cassette, now only $6.96 at all Music World stores. On February 20th, 
We took six adults into a recording studio. We gave them wine and beer. And two hours later, we turned on the microphone. Don't be using that F word. Remember the law amendment 1983? 1985. I want you to make a point. Don't drink when you drive. Don't drive when you drink. Okay, I'll. Hey, 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 I'll. If this is how adults react behind a mic after a few drinks, imagine their reactions behind a wheel. This doesn't make any sense, so I don't care. It's 10.31. I'm Mike Jaworski with the Chum FM Information Update. An overwhelming victory for John Turner. He received the support of 76% of Liberal delegates when they voted not to hold a leadership review. The Hamilton Tiger Cats said they were hungry after two straight losses at the Grey Cup, and today they ate up the Edmonton Eskimos by a score of 39-15. to Hamilton scored 17 points in the first quarter, then led 29-0 at the half. Needless to say, Harold Ballard was in his glory. NFL scores, Philadelphia defeated the LA Raiders 33-27 in overtime. San Diego over Indianapolis 17-3. The Rams defeated the Jets by the same score. Minnesota over Tampa Bay 45-13. Washington edged St. Louis 20-17. Buffalo beat Kansas City 17-14. Chicago 13-10 over Pittsburgh in overtime. The Browns over Houston 13-10 in overtime. New England edged New Orleans 21-20, Atlanta over Miami 20-14, and Denver defeated Cincinnati 34-28. Chum FM satellite weather latest analysis at 10:32. partly cloudy tonight with a low of minus 7, becoming cloudy tomorrow with a high of 0. It's minus 7 degrees in Toronto. Now back to the Sunday Funnies on Chum FM. All right, and part three of the Sunday Funnies continues on the theme of football. It's the Sunday Funnies on Chum FM from 1986. Part 3 on airchecks.com. The most music. Airchecks.com. Today I was... No, that wasn't me. Yesterday, I saw a subliminal advertising executive just for a second. <laughs> I finally went to the eye doctor. I got contacts, but I only need them when I read, so I got flip-flops. <laughs> Keep on my desk right next to my typewriter. I have the oldest typewriter in the world. Types in pencil. <laughs> Under my bed, I have a shoebox full of telephone rings, and whenever I get lonely, I open it up just a little bit, and I get a call. By the time I dropped the box all over the floor, and the phone wouldn't stop ringing. So I had to have it disconnected. Got another phone, though. I didn't have much money, so I had to get an irregular phone. It had no five on it. I was walking down the street, and I bumped into a good friend of mine. He said, how come you never call me anymore? I said, I can't call everyone I want. My phone has no five on it. He said, that's really weird. He said, how long have you had it? I said, I don't know. My calendar has no seven. I get up the other day, and everything in my apartment had been stolen and replaced with an exact replica. Couldn't believe it. 
called my friend and I said, come here, look at this stuff. It's all an exact replica. What do you think? I said, do I know you? <laughs> it's a small world, but I wouldn't want to paint it. get out of the hospital, I was in a speed reading accident. I hit a bookmark. Flew across the room. I've been doing a lot of painting lately, abstract painting, extremely abstract, no brush, no canvas. I just think about it. One time I went to a museum where all the work in the museum was done by children. They had all the paintings up on refrigerators. <laughs> I also went to a museum where they had all the heads and arms from the statues that are in all the other museums. <laughs> I left there and I was walking down the street and I saw a man who had wooden legs and real feet. asked me if I knew what time it is, I said yes, but not right now. <laughs> I like my dental hygienist, I think she's very pretty. So whenever I go to have my teeth cleaned while I'm in the waiting room, I eat an entire box of Oreo cookies. <laughs> Sometimes I have to cancel all the rest of the appointments. <laughs> I got up this morning, couldn't find my socks, so I called information. I said, hello, information? She said, yes. I said, I can't find my socks. She said, they're behind the couch. <laughs> they were. I'm tired of calling up the movies and listening to that recording of what's playing, so I bought the album. <laughs> Last time I went to the movies, I was thrown out for bringing my own food in. My argument was the concession stand prices are outrageous. Besides, I haven't had a barbecue in a long time. <laughs> went to the cinema, it said adults $5, children $2.50. I said, all right, give me two boys and a girl. <laughs> One time I went to the drive-in in a cab. <laughs> the movie cost me 95 bucks. <laughs> I went to a place to eat, it said breakfast anytime. So I ordered French toast during the Renaissance. One time, right in the middle of a job interview, I took out a book and I started reading. The guy said, what the hell are you doing? So let me ask you one question. If you were in a vehicle and you were traveling at the speed of light, and then you turned your lights on, would they do anything? 
I said, I don't know. I said, forget it then. I don't want to work for you. <laughs> every night I go home and I stare at my rug and I try to move it using telekinesis. I'm doing that every night for eight years, the rug hasn't moved an inch. The rest of the house is gone. <laughs> A while ago I was in Las Vegas, I was at the roulette table having a furious argument over what I considered an odd number. some powdered water, but I don't know what to have. <laughs> I spilled spot remover on my dog, now he's gone. <laughs> got on an elevator, and this old guy got on with me. I was over near the buttons, I pushed number four, and I said, where are you going? He said, Phoenix. <laughs> So I pushed Phoenix. <laughs> Doors open, two tumbleweeds blew on. We stepped off, we were in downtown Phoenix. And I said, you know, you're the kind of guy I'd really like to hang around. <laughs> I said, well, I'm going out to the desert. Do you want to go? I said, sure. So we hopped in his car and started driving out to the desert. He told me he spent most of his life working on a research project for the government trying to find out who financed the pyramids. <laughs> He worked on it 30 years and they paid him an incredible amount of money. He told him he was pretty sure it was a guy named Eddie. <laughs> we get out to his house 500 miles in the middle of the desert. The phone rings. He says, you get it. So I went over and I picked it up. The man said, Stephen Wright? He said, yes. He said, this is Mr. Haynes, your student loan director from your band. <laughs> said, yeah. He said, you're 62 bank payments behind. We found out today from the institute you attended that they received none of the $17,000 we loaned you. We'd really like to know what you did with it. So one of the I'm not going to lie to you. Gave the money to my friend Jiggs Casey. And he built a nuclear weapon with it. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it if you wouldn't call me anymore. <laughs> I have several hobbies which I enjoy to the fullest. I have a large seashell collection which I keep scattered on the beaches all over the world. <laughs> Maybe you've seen it. I also collect rare photographs. I have two very rare photographs. One is a picture of Houdini locking his keys in his car. <laughs> the other one is a rare photograph of Norman Rockwell beating up a child. Museum of Natural History in New York accidentally walked into the ladies' room and said, sorry, I thought this was an exhibit. 
They get all upset. Women can't live with them, can't shoot them. Stones, I love the Stones. I can't believe they're still doing it after all these years. I watch them whenever I can. Fred and Barney. <laughs> Last summer I drove cross country with a friend of mine. We split the drive and we switched every half mile. <laughs> The whole way across, we only had one cassette tape to listen to. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> we were in Salina, Utah, when we were arrested for not going through a green light. We pleaded, maybe. But for absolutely no reason, we went to Canada. I was feeling good. I had just received my degree in calcium anthropology. The study of milkmen. When we were driving over the border back into the United States, they asked me if I had any firearms. I said, what do you need? <laughs> I was traveling with my friend George. Some people think George is weird because he has sideburns behind his ears. <laughs> I think he's weird because he has false teeth, but he has braces on them. George is a radio announcer, and when he walks under a bridge, you can't hear him talk. When I first moved into my house, there was a switch on the wall. It didn't control any lights or anything. I just flick it up and down every once in a while. Then about a month later, I got a letter from a woman in Germany saying cut it out. <laughs> Friday, I was in a bookstore. I started talking to this very French-looking girl. She was a bilingual illiterate. She couldn't read in two different languages. <laughs> I left the store and I went down the street to my bus. My bus came and I got on. I sat down beside this beautiful blonde Chinese girl. <laughs> I said hello, and she said hello, and I said, isn't it an amazing day? And she said, yes, it is, I guess. I said, what do you mean, you guess? She said, well, things haven't been going too well for me lately. I said, like what? She said, I can't tell you, I don't even know you. I said, yeah, but sometimes it's good to tell your problems to an absolute total stranger on a bus. She said, well, I've just come back from my analyst, and he's still unable to help me. And I said, what's the problem? And she paused and said, I'm a nymphomaniac and I only get turned on by Jewish cowboys. <laughs> and she said, by the way, my name's Diane. And I said, hello, Diane. I'm Bucky Goldstein. <laughs> From his album, I Have a Pony, there's the slightly twisted Stephen Wright. If you share his bet, I have two pair of tickets to give away for his show this Thursday at Massey Hall. The first two callers, each one a pair. 870-9131. 
coming up, the secret policeman's other ball with Rowan Atkinson and Peter Cook. In a moment on the funnies from Chum FM. One of a kind. For the past 11 years, almost 1 million people have done their holiday shopping at the Canadian Craft Show, often called the One of a Kind Show. You know, the one with the big thumbprint, or more accurately, 12 thumbprints for our 12th year. Gifts, entertainment, fashion shows, an awesome shopping experience. Automotive Building, Exhibition Place, Toronto, November 28th to December 7th. The Canadian Craft Show. We are, and continue to be, one of a kind. Now on at the Automotive Building. John Oates just discovered what you knew all along about the Parachute Club. The Parachute Club are on fire. The Parachute Club's new album is Small Victories. Listen to the major results. Small Victories, the third album by The Parachute Club, on the current label, distributed by RCA. All right, let's continue with part four. It deals, as the previous three did, with football. It's all right here, the Sunday Funnies on Chum FM from 1986. Here's the final segment on airchecks.com. Hey, will it be this end of which you have spoken, Brother Annam? How will it be? Well, it'll be as a mighty rending in the sky, and the mountains shall sink and the valleys shall rise, and great will be the tumult thereof, I should think. <laughs> will the veil of the temple be rent in twain? The veil of the temple is always rather dodgy, but uh, <laughs> should be rent in twain about two minutes before we see the sign of the flying manifest dancing on the seraphim. And will there be a mighty wind then? Certainly there'll be a mighty wind if the word of God is anything to go by. Well, it's wind, but it's now my turn, and to lay low the mountains of the earth. <laughs> Can't hear a blind word to say. You're speaking too softly for the human ear, which is what I'm equipped with. Uh, could you speak a little louder, please? About the No better, is it? <laughs> I ask you to speak louder and you speak softer. A strange reaction from a follower. Or perhaps I'm very old-fashioned. Perhaps I'm very old-fashioned expecting you to speak louder. Yes, you are. <laughs> come along, come along. We haven't got all day till the end of the walk. Get along with it. Air Checks Live, where you hear radio the way it used to be. Radio's greatest hits of today and yesterday. It's all right here on Air Checks Live. Airchecks.com.